From COK Studios in Elsa Chang's closet, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. On today's show, we'll consider the nation's vulnerability to climate change in the wake of the crisis in Texas. We'll also consider some new slang terms and phrases with our resident experts, Leslie and Constance Kincaid. And we'll consider that it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Ball Gags Etc., your number one source for any and all BDSM supplies. Order online and get your stuff safely and discreetly delivered to your home via our new discount dildo dash service. Ball Gags Etc., the safe word is savings. And the Mask Foundation. Committed to making sure even morons who don't want to wear masks, wear masks. Because wearing masks saves lives. Visit putonagoddammaskyouidiot.org for more information. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. As Texas struggled to restore electricity and water over the past week, signs of the risks posed by increasingly extreme weather to America's aging infrastructure cropped up across the country. Last week's continent-spanning winter storms triggered blackouts in Texas, Oklahoma, Mississippi, and several other states. One-third of oil production in the nation was halted. Drinking water systems in Ohio were knocked offline, road networks nationwide were paralyzed, and vaccination efforts in 20 states were disrupted. It was the stuff of a disaster movie, but it was all too real for many who were caught in the path of the latest extreme weather incident to ravage the nation. While it's not always possible to say precisely how global warming influenced any one particular storm, scientists said an overall rise in extreme weather creates sweeping new risks. COK has invited two experts on extreme weather and the effects it can have on people and infrastructure. Joining us now via Zoom are climate experts and supervillains, Mr. Freeze and Dr. Pamela Isley, who also goes by her criminal alias, Poison Ivy. Thank you both for being with us. Ice to see you. Charmed. What did you two make of the extreme weather that afflicted Texas and other parts of the country last week? It reminded me of the time I put Gotham under a sheet of pure ice after I attacked a Wayne Foundation benefit for the preservation of tropical fish. Batman had to build his own heat ray to defeat me. Gotham's heart was as frozen as mine. I see. Uh, Dr. Ivy, what did you make of the extreme weather last week? I will say that it reminds me of the time I released my suffocating spores into Gotham City. Batman and Robin were able to stop me, but the danger to the population was the same. The difference between the situation last week and my work and Mr. Freeze's is that there is someone out there actively trying to stop us from putting citizens at risk. Unlike with Texas's Republican leadership. That's right. Batman and Commissioner Gordon are working hard to make sure that I don't freeze the city and leave the people of Gotham without heat and running water for days on end. And when I adapted Flora to kill those who have raped the environment, and I made Gotham my personal testing ground, I was stopped before almost anyone died. 
the fact that the government of Texas is so deaf to the pleas of its people makes me sick. That would never happen in Gotham. So what you're saying is that even as you try to destroy the city and its people and infrastructure, you know that your evil plots won't be as bad as what happened in Texas. Exactly. Unlike global warming and climate change, I am not inevitable. The likelihood of me freezing Gotham for a week while the government does nothing is almost nil. It's frustrating, but Gotham has people in power who care for the city. Curses! Anyone who denies climate change should be punished. Perhaps they can come visit me in my Venus flytrap. These Republican leaders are the real villains. Sure, Mr. Freeze and I put the city in danger, but we at least know when to stop. That's an interesting point. So even with all of your climate-based super villainy, you are appalled by Republicans. I thought I was the coldest villain of all, but even I wouldn't turn my back on people who were suffering for a trip to Cancun. And as we've both said, climate change, either natural or made by supervillains, can be stopped. Perhaps Batman needs to pay a visit to Texas. He is a scientist, after all. Yes, or perhaps we need to pay a visit to Texas. It seems to be ripe for the plucking. I won't even have to do very much to bring about permanent winter. Me neither. Don't mess with Mother Nature. I will bring a chilling doom to Ted Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem that Gotham, for all its many villains, does have a better handle on responding to extreme weather than the rest of the country. Just because I live in Arkham Asylum doesn't mean I'm crazy enough to ignore climate change. That was a report on climate change from Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we welcome back our resident phraseologist, Leslie and Constance Kincaid, for our series on new slang terms, Consider the Source. Kincaids, it's nice to have you back on COK. Cheers, Connor. Happy to be back. Have you two been staying safe and healthy? Indeed, we have been. We actually have had our jabs last week. Jabs? <laughs> oh, Connor, do you not know that slang term? It means that we've had our shot of the vaccine. Oh, I get it, like being jabbed with the needle. Yes. Sometimes you Yanks are so cute with what you don't know. Hopefully getting the vaccine means that we can soon get back out in the world and start acquiring all the hot new slang. Yes, we've been finding new slang here and there, but it's not the same as being out there on the ground with the people. I know what you mean. We hope to embed ourselves among the youth culture once more by late summer and early fall. I will say that this Twitter thing has been a trove of great new slang. Yes, hashtags are a veritable treasure trove of great new slang terms and phrases. Have you heard of Twitter, Connor? Yes, of course. Oh, well, you hadn't heard of jabs, so I had to ask. All right, well, what new slang have you brought for us today? 
The first new term we have for you and your many listeners is stimmy. This is both a noun and a verb. The noun is a slang term for a government stimulus check, as in, I used my stimmy on burritos and cat food instead of on rent. The verb to stimmy means to be screwed over by the government, as in, I got stimmied when they sent me a visa check card instead of a check because I can't pay the rent with that. I'm sure that one got used a lot in the last two months. Our next term is an old one, but it saw a huge resurgence after all of the Bernie Sanders memes of him at the inauguration. The term is mittens. In this case, it is an adjective for something that definitely wasn't lame, but not quite hot. In other words, slightly below being hot, therefore warm like a nice pair of mittens, like the ones Bernie was wearing. As in, Bernie's mittens were so mittens. That's fun. What else have you got? Finally, we have another word that was getting a lot of play on the internet last week. I first heard it when Donald Trump declared his candidacy in 2015. The word is doucheberg. This refers to someone who at first meeting shows a little bit of their douchey self, but on getting to know them better, the full extent of their douchiness becomes apparent, likened to an iceberg that only shows a small fraction of its total size above the water. As in, I thought Ted Cruz was just a douchebag when he was first elected. But now, after all of the stuff he's done, and his latest trip to Cancun while the people of Texas froze to death, I can say he is a massive doucheberg. Well said. I can see why that one got a lot of play last week. Let's not forget about that humongous doucheberg, the late Rush Limbaugh. Oh yes, I hope that doucheberg is rotting in hell. Agreed. Leslie and Constance, as always, thank you for increasing our vocabulary. It It was was our our pleasure. That was Consider the Source with Leslie and Constance Kincaid. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, courtesy of our intern, Ryan. Hi, everyone! What were the wins this week? Congrats to Sarah Jennings in Tucson, who was the first one in her family to get the coronavirus vaccine. Sarah doesn't like her family, so she enjoyed the opportunity to rub the fact that she has been vaccinated in their big, fat, dumb faces. We don't condone spiteful actions like that here at COK, but we can't argue with this big little win. Sarah doesn't sound very nice. No, she doesn't. Kudos also to Luke Ramirez in Houston, who was the first one to identify Ted Cruz in the airport as he and his family flew to Cancun. Thanks to Luke's quick action with his phone, the world knew that Ted Cruz was a huge doucheberg as he left his fellow Texans in the grip of a horrible winter storm. Well done on this very telling Big Little Win. Oh, and kudos to you, Ryan, for using the word we just learned from the Kincaids. Thanks. It's called Applied Learning, Mr. Nutrock. Now, if you could just apply yourself to getting me that latte. To share your wins with us, post on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. 
That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit ConsiderOurKnowledge.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on Instagram at ConsiderOurKnowledge. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter for breaking news at ConsiderOurKnow. To subscribe to the podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Cheers, Connor! <laughs> Happy to be back. Wait a minute. Do that again. That was funny. Let's do it again.